It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. It is the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann today. Recent outbreaks of cholera in Gauteng led to people dying and led to many people being hospitalized as well. In light of this, Action South Africa, their Eastern Cape chairperson, Athol Trollope, has put out a statement advising the Eastern Cape government to provide a plan to prevent a similar outbreak in our province. He joins us now. Athol, good morning. Nice to have you back. Tell us about the background to this. Good morning, Darren. Thank you. It's nice to be back on your show. Look, Darren, I think the background is simply uh, this. Uh, cholera is a third world disease. And we should not be having cholera outbreaks in the capital city of South Africa, which is Chwane. So that's the reality. We are now faced with people losing their lives because they're drinking water that comes out of taps uh, from water supplies provided either by the Rand Water Board or by the Chwane municipality. Now, this is a cautionary uh, tale, really, uh, because, you know, access to potable drinking water is a constitutional right. And we know that in this country, many, many people still access drinking water out of rivers and dams and and that's a real legacy of apartheid i suppose and the legacy of neglect of people living in rural areas but when people start contracting cholera from tap born water it speaks of mismanagement and neglect of water treatment works as well as wastewater treatment works now a water treatment works uh, is a purification plant to ensure that water that comes out of taps is drinkable and safe. Wastewater treatment works are the works that treat sewerage. And what's happening in the Eastern Cape, Darren, and this is why I've sent the statement out to the Premier of the Eastern Cape and to caution the Premier and his MECs and to say they better come up with a plan, is that every municipality, and I say every municipality, without fear of qualification or contradiction, Every municipality in the Eastern Cape is responsible and guilty of discharging raw, untreated sewerage into our watercourses of this province. I've been to many. I've been to the water treatment works, uh, wastewater treatment works in Buffalo City, in Amtata, in Queenstown, in Craddock, in Nelson Mandela Bay. But in the smaller municipalities like Bedford, where I come from, uh, for all intents and purposes, there is no water treatment works. Water flows out of toilets into a sump, uh, flows over the sump into rivers. If you go to Makanda or Grahamstown, you will see the most disgusting uh, situation where there is no sewage purification. And now we've already picked up in Grahamstown that the E. coli levels are very, very high in the drinking water. And that is a precursor to cholera. So uh, my, my caution really to everybody is that we have municipalities that are not meeting the minimum compliance standards of treating water and treating wastewater. And once that situation prevails, the next step is cholera. And if you, if you contract cholera, the chances of dying are very, very high, as we've seen in Chwane. What you describe sounds extremely serious. How close are we? to a full-blown crisis. Anecdotally, for many years, we've heard of uh, raw sewerage flowing into the Fish River, for example, the Nahoon River, and various others in the province. I, I think we, 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 you know, sitting on a time bomb, Darren, really, and I mean, you've mentioned the Fish River, you've mentioned the Nahoon River, but every other small river or watercourse in this province is contaminated with sewerage. And if it doesn't manifest itself, this crisis in a, a cholera outbreak and unnecessary deaths, it's going to manifest itself in huge health issues with people that eat 
food that is produced through irrigation from contaminated water. And our province doesn't have mining. Our real economic drivers are the motor industry, agriculture, and tourism. Now, the one thing that really destroys tourism is if your rivers and beaches are contaminated with sewage. Just look what's happened to Durban, Etiquini. Their tourism industry has all but disappeared because the beaches aren't safe to swim and they smell and people don't go there anymore. But look what would happen potentially in our province where we have one of the longest pieces of coastline, where we have incredible biodiversity and we have incredible marine life. If all the watercourses are contaminated with sewage, Think what that does to the ecosystems. Think what that does when you discharge sewage out of the freshwater flats in Nelson Mandela Bay into our bay. There are oyster farming operations there. There are fish farming operations there. We have some of the most unbelievable marine biodiversity in our bay. And all of that is compromised by sewage. But here's the other thing. In the, in the agricultural community or the industry of agriculture in our province, uh, most of the revenue comes from exportation of agricultural produce. Now, if you're exporting things like citrus and the EU and any of the countries we export pick up E. coli on that citrus, they simply stop the sale of that produce. Yeah. And there's global gap and all of those kind of compliance issues that we've got to meet with. And if you're irrigating out of a watercourse or a river that is contaminated with E. coli or cholera or anything like that sewage, it can potentially compromise the whole economy. And this is why I'm alerting the ANC-led government of this province to say, you better come up with a plan because your colleagues and your comrades that are running these municipalities and institutions are not meeting their obligations and there is no accountability. Nobody is holding their feet to the fire, Darren. And that's the problem in this country. Our standards are slipping because nobody holds anybody to account. Your impression on the quality of drinking water in the Eastern Cape generally at the moment. If we get it from the tap, is it still drinkable? Is the quality an issue yet? Is it likely to become one in the near future? Look, you know, what I've discovered is that many South Africans don't trust drinking water tap drinking water anymore. So they, they use their water out of their rain harvesting um, tanks uh, or they boil it. I mean, famously, the former mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay said, don't worry, just boil water and put cheek in it and you'll be fine. Now, you know, South Africans don't want to do that. South Africans should be entitled and should be guaranteed as per the constitution that if you turn a tap on, there'll be potable, safe water coming out of that tap. And frankly, people in our province don't trust those taps anymore. And that is a real dilemma and it's an indictment on our government. It's a constitutional right, but how can one enforce that constitutional right? Is it possible? Well, the, the, the best way to enforce constitutional rights is that if your rights are being abrogated by the people of, responsible for ensuring that those rights are actually inalienable, then you must get rid of the people who are undermining your own constitutional rights. And there's an election coming up in 2024. And if South Africans believe that their constitutional rights to potable water, to safe communities, to proper education, and all the rest of those constitutional rights are being abrogated by a delinquent and deficient government, change your government. That's the best solution to getting it done. Now, you've advised the Eastern Cape government to provide a plan to prevent a cholera outbreak in the province. Have you given any suggestions to them as to how they could do this? You know, Darren, I, I'd be very happy to do that. But, you know, I'm not the government uh, and Action SA isn't in government. 
So all I'm saying right now is this is the reality on the ground. This is what we find. And when we went to hand a petition to the Premier on the 26th uh, of April, we went there to hand the petition over to say these. this is what we find on the ground. Now, um, if they don't do anything about that, and cholera outbreaks happen, the next step is to hold those people to account would be litigation, for example, against the Premier and the East Cape government. So what I'm doing is I'm alerting them to say this is the reality on the ground. If you don't come up with a plan, if you don't start doing something about wastewater treatment and the safety and security of tap water in the province, and there is a cholera outbreak and somebody dies, this will lead to litigation against the people that are ignoring this cautionary advisement from Action SA. Because as far as I'm concerned, you can talk and talk and talk until the cows come home. But until there's some accountability or responsibility for what you are supposed to be doing, nothing will happen. So we've seen the steady deterioration of infrastructure. We've seen the steady neglect of maintenance in almost in every department in the Eastern Cape. And the ANC government still gets a majority in the polls. Now, the only way you can turn that around is start holding their feet to the fire and holding them to account. And that's what I'm doing. That's my responsibility. There is an argument that says if an electorate continues voting the same people back into power and the same problems uh, continue to plague them, then they're no longer voters, but they're accomplices in their own demise. Absolutely, Darren, absolutely. Uh, but I think, you know, there is one mitigating circumstance in South Africa where you can't necessarily blame the electorate entirely. I, I, I do believe and I support you 100% with what you've just said. But there's political history in our country, and for a long time now, 30 years, people have said, we're going to vote for this government because we believe that they're going to look after us, they've made these promises, and we're going to give them another chance. Uh, like anything in life, you know, people endure, and they, they take punishment uh, from their loved ones or their political organisations because they believe in them until the belief stops. And I think the South African electorate has got to that point now. South Africans don't believe that the current government can do what they promised and what they had anticipated that they would do. What we've seen in the last election, for example, is that more than half of the electorate, uh, the, the electorate that is um, eligible to vote, did not vote. Now, that's the first point uh, of turning around and then voting for something else. You know, half the people that are eligible to vote did not vote in the last election because they've become disillusioned and disappointed. It's up to people and political organizations like Action SA to encourage people and say, listen, there is an alternative. We are an alternative. We offer ethical leadership. We offer ethical governance. Give us a chance. And I'm looking forward to 2024 because I believe that the South African electorate are going to turn against the ANC because the ANC can't keep the lights on. The ANC can't provide safe water. The ANC can't provide jobs. The ANC can't provide medication, can't provide proper education. And that's the reality that is now dawning upon South Africans. Now, left untouched, this water issue, there's common disaster lurking for all of us, regardless of political persuasions or various other demographical differences we might have. Is there political will to tackle the problem? What's your impression so far? You know, uh, Darren, I've just been on social media just before you called me, and uh, let me give you an example to answer your question. Um, the Minister of Electricity uh, recently made a finding that the construction mafia of KZN are involved in sabotage in Eskom. Now, 
When he first became the minister, he said there was no sabotage, no evidence of sabotage. Now he has said that there's evidence of sabotage and that the KZN construction mafia are involved. Now, Dennis, Derek Hanukkah, former minister, uh, who's now responsible for the overseeing of SAA, uh, he came on social media and said to Sputla Ramakhopa, come on, let's get let's deal with these people. And my question was, is there the political will to deal with these people? Mm. And the answer sadly is right now, based on historical evidence, there is no political will. But you know, one lives in hope. And I believe that, you know, honest, ethical, reasonable South Africans will eventually say, we've had enough of this and we're going to say no. So let, I'm the eternal optimist. I, I believe in our country. I believe in South Africans. And I think South Africans will ultimately turn their back on this kind of behavior. But the historical evidence says, unfortunately, that there isn't the political will currently to stop it. Action South Africa, Eastern Cape Provincial Chair Athel Trollope. Thank you very much for your time. Good to catch up again. Hopefully it won't be too long before we chat and uh, appreciate your time on the Daily Dispatch in discussion today, Athel. Thank you, Darren. All the best. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.